it's Paul and Shamina, and welcome back for Head Boss in Charge. Hey, <laughs> why are you laughing, girl? Why are you laughing? Oh, I was just looking. To be honest, I was looking at the thing, and it was going so fast. I was like, "Am I talking this quickly? I haven't even said anything." I'm back. Uh, so how you bossing? Oh, I'm bossing good. I was so thankful for um, having a three day weekend shortly after my long break, MLK weekend, uh, and then another weekend where I spent it with nine beautiful black women and now i'm gay <laughs> remember i'm gay it wasn't like that but i spent a weekend in um south tahoe um for my friend's birthday matika shout out to matika hashtag 36 savage which was the theme for the week okay i was like i don't know what that is but hashtag two happy belated birthday yeah she's a fan of 21 savage the rapper so it was hashtag i don't know savage. what that means but okay <laughs> shout out to my friends i had fun <laughs> uh, anyways, so yeah, it was Matika's birthday, and what I appreciated about this um, was that, you know, we stayed in a house, and me, the first one I got this invitation, I was like, how are 10 black people going to Tahoe and going to ski? I never seen these black people <laughs> ski before, but then I learned we didn't do any winter sports. We just yeah, I was like, did you house. actually ski, or you just, it's the novelty <laughs> of being around the snow? Right, it was just that. It's like, okay, let's stand outside in the snow for five seconds, take a picture. Okay, let's go back right. inside. We were here. <laughs> but I got there on Thursday night, um, and unfortunately, and I had a great driver, the snow hit right when we got to the part where you're basically on like a ledge. Oh, yes, I know that all the too well. The entire time. You could not see anything but what was in front of your yeah. your car. Well, then the snow probably coming at you like also subtly, and then you know like, it was hitting hard. Oh, really? Yeah. And so we saw several cars on the side of the road waiting. There was a part of the road where guys were checking to see if we had uh, chains on our tires or okay. if we had four wheel drive. Okay. It took us like I think forty five minutes to go like five miles. No, did I say that right? It was that not, seems reasonable, like in snow, if it's fresh. In snow, yeah, snow. it was just yeah. extremely slow. I think we were driving 10 miles per hour. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was <laughs> that was scary. But we got there, <laughs> and um, my friend organized it like a re- relaxing retreat. We had, um, you know, dinner planned on Saturday and a pajama fashion show, runway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then on one day, we went out to a club, And I didn't know what to, you know. Right, I'm looking at you like it's Tahoe. Tahoe Club. We went to this place called um, Orion, or um, some place begins with an O, and it was interesting. Like it was set up. When you said that, was like it was set up like a Vegas nightclub, and you know we were in the part of Tahoe that where all the casinos are. I guess like South Tahoe is known for Mm -hmm. more of the nightlight nightlife quote unquote um young crowd it's not as you know you have options there and so we went to this club it was set up like a vegas nightclub there were girls like dancing on these like pillars and i didn't know what the dress code was because the website was terrible you couldn't really get any indication i assumed it was like kind of come as you are but you could dress nice too it was pretty casual Uh but like the music was good. They played a lot of throwbacks and some current songs, but the people just that attend these nightclubs just very strange. It's yeah. like it didn't match. What it you... just didn't match. Like mm-hmm. it was trying to be so showy and 
um, you know, we were like, I mean, 10 black people walk into a club, everyone's turning heads. Right? <laughs> you know? I've been a part of that right. before. But I was like, I ain't drunk enough for this. So <laughs> as soon as the liquor sets in, everyone's having a good time. Um, and then, yeah, we just like lounged around and I got to watch all of Shonda Thursday. Um, oh my gosh, I'm not, I my can't people. talk about it fully. Oh gosh, you don't watch it all in one sitting. And I'm glad I didn't. I watched it in pieces throughout the weekend with everybody else, which was fun. But I am, I tried to imagine how my emotions and my mental state would be with back-to-back three three yeah. shows. Sidebar. But anyways, it was a great weekend, very relaxing. So I came back to the work week. It is Tuesday, and I'm already ready for the next weekend. Right. Because <laughs> this, oh, this job. Uh, it's the start of the new school year, so, or a semester, so there's a lot to be done. But I just love being around my people, and I, we had such great conversation. Um, nice. So it was great. Um, how you boss and Shamina? Hold on, oh, let me sorry. respond. That's wait, 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 no. Roll it back, roll back the tape. <laughs> I didn't mean to be rude. So, <laughs> how you bossing? Um, well, now that you've asked, um, I'm doing pretty good. I am, I'm just coming off of a 10-day vacation um, from Hawaii. So I was on the island of Oahu, um, staying on the North Shore um, in this kind of house that was pushed back maybe a mile or two from the ocean up a hill where it's kind of remote but really quiet and serene and went with two friends. Um, And it was just like super chill. Like it was so chill. And I initially was like, oh, I don't know how it's going to be to travel like for this long amount of time with two people that I know, but I don't know super well. Um, and of course, my uh, partner uh, slash wife, she prefers when I say wife because she's a listener. So shout out to <laughs> Bay. Um, but it was like, it was almost like it was a trip that was really, I don't want to say meant to be because that sounds hokey, but like, like we just synced up quite nicely in terms of like, we go to bed early, they go to bed early, like we're up pretty early, so are they, um, even on vacation. And like, we could lounge around and start the day a little bit later, later being like 930 um, I got to work out while I was there, um, ate all the food, ate my way through the island, um, went on a rum tour, which was awesome, oh. um, brought back some rum, um, cause they don't sell it in the States, went to the Dole Plantation, sans the word plantation, oh. but there was a lot of pineapple, it was, I got some good shortbread cookies, went on a maze tour, took the little train, that was cool, went on a, um, a Mai Tai catamaran, um, shout out to Groupon um, for making <laughs> Tiffany that happen, Haddish. right? Um, for making that happen on a discount. Um, yeah, it was just super fun and chill. The only uh, slightly downside uh, was that um, at this point, folks know that there was a false alarm um, uh, iPhone alert that was like emergency something something missiles. This is not a drill. Um, and I was in the, I'd say probably in mile three of 10 miles of a training run because I have a half marathon coming up. And so it's just me out on the road. It's daylight, so it's not, I'm not ridiculous enough to run like when it's dark by myself. Um, but I was down there and I was like, well, first of all, I don't want to postpone this run because I was mentally prepared to do it. And then I was like, well, I like running. So if I die, I will have died doing something that I really like doing. 
And then like my alternative plan was to run into somebody's house if I actually like, I don't I don't know if you see missiles. Let me never have that experience, mm. or if you hear it or whatever. But I was just gonna run into somebody's house and like take shelter with these new people that I had just met because I ran into their house or banged on their door. Uh, it was probably Hawaii. They probably had their door unlocked. Um, but then like 30 minutes later, which is a lot, a really long time to <laughs> not be alerted uh, that something's a false alarm. <coughs> Um, there was an alert that came that said there was a false alarm. So that was like the excitement of the island. But when I tell you nobody made any moves, like there were people out, there were people surfing. People low-key looked at their phones and kept on doing what they were doing. Like, at least I'm in Hawaii. I was like, well, then I got into that mind frame. So I was just like, well, whatever will be, will be. I, if this is if this is the time, Lord, go ahead and take me doing something I enjoy. Um, I don't know if that was the smartest thought at that moment, but... Needless to say, I had a great time, rough transition back into work because I came, landed at like 11 o'clock, which means I didn't get home until like with luggage and get catching a lift until like 12, then had to settle in and then went to work the next morning and co-facilitated a three hour workshop. So I am still in recovery mode, but I was super grateful for the experience and um, yeah, it was just relaxing and so I'm feeling good right now. Good. Yeah. You know, I, I thought about like how, I don't know how I would react if I saw a message like that on my phone or what I would do in my last days. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it would be like, well, you know, maybe let me call my loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> let me, um, but first thing actually, and I talked about this <laughs> with your wife before we started recording is I think I actually would go on Google and like research the hell out of this because yeah. I, you know, don't really take things for fall and I yeah. think we're, we're also in a society that tests things I think yeah. maybe we're a little skeptical maybe yeah um but also I could see like just for the people there with the times that we're living in under yeah. this current presidency I was just gonna say this administration where would we really be surprised right so I also read the story about how there was this um some famous people were there um during the time I'm staying at hotels like Diana Ross uh uh, uh, Lionel Richie, I think, was also there. And imagine, like, they were told to go to the basement of their hotels for shelter. I heard that. I had a friend who was in town in, in Honolulu, which is maybe mm-hmm. 45 minutes. And so he texted me. He's like, I know that you're here. Are you okay? Like, where are you staying? And so he and I had an, a nice little exchange. Um, but yeah, yeah, he was but like, imagine we're under it, the like, hotel. being in shelter with, like, Diana Ross next to you. I was like, this shit's real. Like, I would be like, okay. Well, so. that's what I'm like. I'm going to shoot my shot. Diana, can I meet Tracy? Like, can we do this? Like, she's my best friend in my head. So there's that. No. Right. I would be like, if I was a bartender, I'd be giving out free Right. Free I would be drinking drinks. too. I'd be like, here, just put your mouth up to the fan. <laughs> right. Well, I heard there are people literally like running in the streets and like people at restaurants like bolted like from their restaurant and like we're going to take shelter and cover which is probably a reasonable, rational response. And yeah. my ass is out here running and shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Ugh. It was crazy, but really good at the same time. Bitch to the guy whose one job was to double check the work and press the right button or however it works right yeah. in there. Bitch to him. talk um i have been always inspired by 
travel. You know, travel is really important to me. And I think, you know, it's not something that I've always been privileged to do. It's something that I can afford to do on my own now. And um, love it and hoping I can do it for the rest of my life. Um, but I thought it would be cool to talk about our experience traveling. Okay. Uh, I think uh, when I think about, you know, just getting to know you and where you've traveled, um, I think we cover like a good, good, um, good number of countries mm-hmm. and places between the two of us. But I think it's so important to... There's so many aspects of travel that I think affect us due to our identities, being black, being mm-hmm. gay, being a woman, being a man. Um, so I thought it would be cool um, to talk about travel and maybe give some tips, suggestions, um, and just even some philosophies and things that we always have to think about when we travel. So um, let's share, like, where have you traveled so far internationally? Um, I it may, If you want to talk about some domestic places, you can do that too. Um, thank you for thinking that I've traveled so much, um, outside of this country. Um, let's see, the big places I've been to Thailand, um, in both Bangkok and Phuket, also known as Fuck It. Hey, They say Phuket there. Um, <laughs> lesson learned. Um, and then spent like the world's shortest time, but a really great experience in Seoul in South Korea. Um, and then Mexico. Puerto Vallarta, Western Caribbean, um, St. Thomas, the Virgin Islands, uh, where did I just go? Vancouver, um, in terms of outside of like the U.S., although the U.S. Virgin Islands. You get my drift. Um, and then I've been to m- most states in the U.S. Um, for a variety of reasons. Um, but yeah, so I haven't done it. I'm so excited to do more. Um, I felt like my first big trip was to, um, I did a cruise to the Caribbean. Um, so that was super fun and I'd recommend that. And I'll talk maybe a little bit about that mm-hmm. as an option. Um, and, but the biggest trip I feel like I did was to Thailand, um, because it was for an extended amount, like I was there for two weeks, mm-hmm. um, and still probably could have stayed longer, um, and was the most different experience, um, that I had in terms of travel, vacationing, et cetera. Yes. So, oh, thanks. Uh, I didn't think about boats and cruising. Like, let's definitely talk about that yeah. too, because um, I've never done that. So oh my gosh, so much more. fun! So, um, and also, you've been to plenty of places. What do you mean you haven't yeah. traveled much? Come A little bit. I mean, I guess it's relative, but whatever. Um, because people can travel a lot too, but they don't get any time, you know, yeah. within the city or country or whatever. Yeah. So, um, internationally, I've been to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I've been to Vancouver, Canada, mm-hmm. uh, London, England, Paris, France, Amsterdam, Netherlands, uh, Berlin, Germany. Um, you went to Iceland. Oh, Iceland. Oh my gosh, come Reyk- on. Reykjavik, Iceland. <laughs> uh, and I think that's it. Uh, I've never been to um, any countries in Africa or Asia, but they're definitely yeah. on my list. Um, and then domestically, I, I've been to every major city on the West Coast of the United States, mm-hmm. which was um, something I was proud of accomplishing. <laughs> uh, and I've been to most cities on the East Coast, since that's where I'm from. But I haven't been to Pittsburgh or Philadelphia. Um, uh, Philadelphia is better than Pittsburgh. Mm. Um, and there's still a lot of places. Like, I've been to Chicago. 
there are some states where it's like I don't really care to visit, like the Deep South. Yeah, um, and there's also some flyover <laughs> states. There's don't get there's some gems in the Deep South. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah. well, I've been to Atlanta. Very few gems, but I, gems on the list. I think Atlanta. Austin, I've, that's the only city I've been to in Texas, and I put Florida. Those are I don't count those as oh, like well Miami, Florida. <laughs> I should be specific, right? I was like or Fort uh... Lauderdale. I just have like family in Fort Lauderdale, so I can't like. Um, but the yeah. South is usually yeah. untouchable for me. Although I'm getting up for a trip to New Orleans, so I'm super excited Ooh, about that. Yes, so. oh my gosh, my <laughs> best friend Edgar was just there for almost a week. But I'm not going there in the cold. He said oh, no, he was wearing like no, no, no. <laughs> winter coats and everything. No, no, that and this is a sun baby, so mm-hmm. I was surprised he wants to do uh, do that during that time. So great, we cover a lot of land together. Yes, we do, don't we? You could do a lot of places. Yeah, uh, um, I'm just trying to catch up on that. You know, that part because I didn't prioritize that. Um, like I am starting to now, and actually actively saving for that as opposed to like living on the like living in the here and now in the city in the state and like trying to get around the states or whatever so Mm -hmm. i'm grateful to start be able to start prioritizing that um and making a commitment to doing that in like a um (laughs) that is the loudest (laughs) core ever that was loud um i'm sure the mic didn't even pick it up uh, but yeah it's i feel grateful to be able to start prioritizing that and making that something that i want to do with my time and my money and my energy so it's it's been a fun start to a journey and i have like a laundry list of places that i want to go next yeah so i i definitely um as soon as i was knew i was able to afford it made it a priority um i mean working in res life i was like ooh, yeah like when you don't have to pay for rent yeah <laughs> you, can do well, you know this is the funny thing a lot of people can actually afford to like, if you look at it, like, okay, don't go out, like, two nights or something. And not, that's not going to pay for your whole trip. But if you think of the money that we spend to do, like, these random things, and I'm not saying experiences or things aren't fun and, like, nice to have, but if we make some of those commitments now to save, because I had to rationalize this with myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't go anywhere. I can't get the time off. How am I going to have this money? And, da, da, da. and I was, then I made a conscious effort to be like, this is what I need to be able to get to this place, like to literally travel there via plane or boat if you're doing a cruise. Um, and I worked backwards and figured out how much I need to save and like, what am I not going to do? What am I going to sacrifice in the short term so that in the like, as I look, you know, six months to a year out, I'll be able to go there, not put the trip on a credit card and have it paid, okay. um, which is another thing that I'm committed to do, like saving enough so I'm not paying for the trip six months later mm-hmm. um, because that's not really a good look because I don't have a chance to save for the next trip. So, yeah. But I think lots of people can afford to do it if we make the commitment to ourselves that we want to see and experience other parts of the world, see other, um, experience other economies um, and things like that. I think it's a, a commitment because it was easy for me to be like, I can't afford to do this, I can't do this. And I was like, bitch, yes, you can. Like, why can't you? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm seeing all these people around me. And so there's a little <clears throat> bit of, I guess, if I have a small bit of FOMO, I was like, everybody's like traveling and like, why am I stuck here? I was choosing to be stuck because I can do it. I have to be appropriately flexible, but I could do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so don't even get me started on that. But like lots of people can do it. And I had to remind myself like, the only reason that I'm not doing this is because I'm telling myself that I can't do it mm-hmm. or that I can't save the money. And I was like, okay, well, first of all, if I pre-drink at home, I don't drink a ton now, but if I pre-drink at home, that's like 
thirty dollars that I'll save it's, on some drinks. There's so much pre yeah. Like you just have to think about it. Yeah. If you care, if you care about it, you'll make it work. Yeah. Right? So this actually segues really well. And the next question is, what do you do to prepare, and how do you prepare before you travel anywhere? I can go if you, unless you want to go first. Um. Yeah, I can go say some it. things. Um. So I'm a little so. This is the breakdown of my personality. I'm very type A, but I get to a certain point where I'm just like, I need to just like go and do it. Mm-hmm. But especially when I travel abroad, and since I'm a really, really independent person, I make lists um, because there's definitely certain things that I have to bring mm-hmm. <laughs> internationally that I wouldn't worry about here. So that could range anywhere from um, like a passport. Of course, I have one, but I'm remembering to bring that. Um, you know, I think about my um my debit and credit cards and making sure i call those companies Mm -hmm. so they know i'm traveling abroad i have to worry about my phone service i'm not gonna pay you know sixty dollars a gigabyte you know for the roaming charges and a lot of times if you uh research with your plan um you could tack on five dollars for the month and it will cover extended minutes some people like to get sim cards um i actually when i go to europe which is only, um, not the only continent, but I mean, yeah, continent. But um, there are times where I'm like, I don't really care for charging the minutes. There's no one I'm really going to call. Mm-hmm. So I just turn on the Wi-Fi. Okay. Um, and it's so freeing not to have to worry about like checking your phone all the time yeah, when you're absolutely. out and about. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing, um, as you said, the, the SIM card thing, because that was a big topic of conversation in my household of like how are we gonna navigate the phone thing we found like a reasonable alternative to the sim card it's it's a little bit challenging and i consider myself to be fairly smart and intelligent and resourceful it was kind of hard to figure out and i don't know if it was because we were in an um going to an asian country where like a lot of the stuff i couldn't understand because i don't i didn't read um thai um it's also really there's not a way to read it or even make inferences about what it was about. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a, a word in Thai that says cow and it's pointing at a picture of a cow. <laughs> but there was none of that. But it was a little bit difficult to figure out how to do the phone thing. And like people were like, oh, you just get to the airport and buy a SIM card. I was like, now, first of all, I have an iPhone. Now, where does the SIM card go? And mind you, I was watching YouTube videos. So there's some of that stuff that I was like, okay, I need some sort of alternative that I can manage. Mm-hmm. So if I get to this other country... I'm not going to figure out how to do this. Yeah. Like it was going to totally. be, or people were like, rent a phone here. And I was like, rent a phone. <laughs> and I was like, rent them spoons. You know, just <laughs> Throw back you to my like a burner phone or something like that. But that means getting a new number and then communicating yeah. to everyone a new number. It's just uh, like, yeah, that's a lot of work. Minimize the, yeah. the amount of stress that was going in. But I digress. Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, it really depends on the country. Um, but yeah, I love using wireless. And also a cool thing too is, even when you turn off your phone, you, you um, the satellite's still connected to it. So, mm. uh, GP, uh, you might not be able to see where you are, but if you if you ever turn on Google Maps and you turn off all your cell phone activity, the blue dot on Google Maps still moves. Oh, so you can download maps on Google Maps, um, uh, and it's really easy to do. And just turn on your Wi-Fi, and you can still track your directions. Uh, with no data being used. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so really cool. So I use that a lot when I'm trying to get around. Um, and I can get nerdy too. If I'm going to a new place, um, 
I like to kind of research a little bit where I'm gonna go, but I'm not gonna plan like every single day. Mm-hmm. That's to the that's um, I like kind of knowing a general idea of where I'm gonna go, and I'll plan everything I need to get me there. But then when I'm actually there, I just love the freedom of waking up and then just doing what I feel. Yeah, you know. Um, and then just one more last thing that I'm really nerdy about um, and paranoid about is because I'm by myself, I don't have a huge family. Um, I want people to know where I am if I'm mm-hmm. gonna if anything bad happens, like a missile hit coming our way, right? You know. So um, I do two things. Um, I enroll myself um, into it's called the STEP program. Yes, I'm um, in that too. I forgot what it stands for, but likewise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I put in information about uh, where I'm gonna be, the date range, um, what airport, and even down to the uh, the address of the hotel or uh, um, wherever I'm staying. And basically, uh, it logs your your stay with your local U.S. embassy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during the time of your stay. If anything happens, you get email and text message alerts during the time you're staying. Yeah. And then you also put down your emergency contacts so that they can be notified if something's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that reassurance, and everyone needs to do that. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I do to um, make sure I'm safe is um, I'll always tell a couple folks mm-hmm. um, who I are, you know, my chosen family that I'm going to be here. <coughs> um I always suggest that you uh, give them a copy of your itinerary, uh, yep. itinerary driver's license. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you lost your wallet and you don't have anything, they can help like log into your accounts or whatever. Someone yeah. you really trust to get you access to information. Yeah, these are all good. I like those. I do most, if not all, of those. Um, I'm gonna take us a step back um, because before I have to first consider where am I gonna go. And so, like, literally, like, my first thing, and I'm a Google Docs person, not super heavy, but, like, if I'm trying to plan something like this, I'll do a Google Doc, a spreadsheet within mm-hmm. the document so that I can, like, pull up costs and compare in, like, a grid. Um, so if you thought you were nerdy. Um, but the first thing I'm looking for is, like, what countries are safe for black people? What countries are safe or not safe for, um, I would say, gay folks, but there's some, there's a difference between, like, gay and being um, female identified or some people will call lesbian I choose not to use that term and that's my choice um, and I can have that choice um, versus being gay and being male because some countries respond differently depending on who you are and how you show up so as a masculine presenting female like I have to think about those things uh-huh. so I'm, I'm typically uh, arranging plans around like okay where can I be black and gay okay and hopefully not die as a result of that in any country Um, so that, that kind of limits my pool, um, because I want to be able to be out while I'm out of the country. (laughs) Um, so I typically will start with there and I'll, I'll almost always research like there's like five or six different websites that that I will go to or blogs that I'll try to read or even like a call out for friends like, Hey, where have you been? And like, what did you enjoy about that? Um, I also look at like the dollar and how how the dollar is performing in a given country and is, mm. how far is it going to stretch when I get there? Like, is it going to be expensive to get there and expensive to be there? Or, or is it going to be, you know, kind of expensive to get there, but cheap as hell when you get there and you'll be able to like, like ball out when you get there. Um, another thing, like once I've narrowed that kind of down, um, I got to look at like, again, nerdy. You thought you were nerdy. I got to look at climate 
And so like, what is their climate like in comparison to what I'm leaving at home? Like, is it their rainy season? Is it their winter and it's summer here? So like, with, like, are we above or below the equator? Stuff like that. Cause I want to be somewhere <laughs> where I'm comfortable. Um, and then I'll, obviously I have to run all these things by wife. Um, and then we kind of have to narrow from there and be like, okay, well, what's going to be reasonable? How long is it going to take us to get there? Um, we have been committed to looking for flights and stuff uh, that have long layovers, um, either on the way there or on the way back so we can leave the airport. Because that's a great way to get another passport, stamp on your passport. Oh, I never even thought about that. And to see another co- part of the, another country. Usually that's how we stopped in Seoul in South Korea because mm-hmm. we had like a, I think, 14-hour layover. And they're, like, they do tours that go into Seoul from the airport you pay like $10 and it's like the bus ride there and back it's lunch and they kind of take you around you can explore some of the like marketplaces there. Um, and you get another stamp on your passport. Um, this next time we're trying to think, I think stop for at least like 20, 24 hours in Singapore. Um, that's neither here nor there, but so we're looking for that type of thing. And then we have to decide, do we want an Airbnb or do we want a hotel? The like, is there, going to be a language barrier because if so maybe a hotel might be better um, because likelihood on their website it'll say if they speak English I'm going deep dive right now so I will shallow back out a little bit um, so those are some of the initial pieces but then like my wife and I both like read tons of blogs and then we like contribute to our spreadsheet to figure out okay what are some considerations for here there like uh, do we have to like uh, talk to our medical provider to see like are there shots that we need like for Thailand, we both needed shots. Um, uh, wife a few years ago went to India, definitely needed a few shots, but then they like a three day antibiotic dose if you get like bubble guts um, while you're there. <laughs> I've <Sorry, laughs> never like, heard it called that before. Um, basically, traveler's diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, how do you get medical help when, if you're there, like, and they give you, I have Kaiser, shout out to Kaiser, wanna work there one day, thanks. Um, but they give you like the local places that you can go and you let them know like this is the area that we're staying and they're like okay if you have trouble call this number and they should be able to take you here without like the prove your insurance before we like save Mm -hmm. your life Um, so those are things that we do but also sharing all this information with family members um, signing up for the step program which we totally did Um, let's see what are some other things that we do Um, wife and I travel really well together so we know how to support each other in what we need to travel. We're like, you get on the plane. We both have like a full lunch, if not two meals in our bag, minus like an empty water bottle. Um, so that, because I don't know what kind of food is going to be on a plane. That's usually um, not that great. Um, low key Korean air, food was bomb. Um, and you had two meals and two hot snacks. Um, and I chose the seafood thing. So I was like, I can't be on here with no beef because nobody wants that. Um, so I had like salmon one, like the first Ooh, one. I don't know. I just feel weird about having fish on the oh plane. Oh my gosh, it was so good. <laughs> and then the next one, I think I had sh- a shrimp plate with noodles. Yeah. Um, I just get weary about any kind of meat from meals, on, unless it was first class, which I've never flown first class Oh, first I was like, before. oh my gosh, I've done it uh, once. Woo! It was expensive. Um, and it was only from here, SFO, to New York. When I tell you, like... <laughs> Oh my gosh! I was—I'm pretty sure I was drunk before they closed the cabin doors because <laughs> they sit you first and like they're like, "Hello, Miss Such and Such" or "Mr. Such." So they like had your name, like I am Such and Such. 
Um, would you like to start off with a beverage? Well, actually, I would. Would you like our signature? Oh, yeah. I was drunk before we even... I'm certain <laughs> before they closed the doors. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, no. I We're both the same. Like, you, everything you said about the pre-planning, I do as well. Like, yeah. Um, I don't. I, I have. I don't think I've gotten to spreadsheets yet. I definitely have Google Docs. Yeah. Um, but you also have a partner to uh, yes. collaborate with, so spreadsheets important. Um, but yeah, all those things matter. Um, I want to kind of delve in, delve more into like, okay, where are the places where I can be black and gay? Right. It's there's it's, not a lot. It's not a lot, and I, you know, I have of course straight friends and. Um, they straight up, of course, don't even think about those things, of yeah, course. Like, yeah. I have no interest to go to Dubai. Yeah. I don't or have... Or Jamaica. Jama- yeah, yeah. I don't want to die. Yeah. I mean, those places are great, but there's a lot of places around it, around those countries that have similar cultures yeah. where it's safer. But, I mean, what are, you know, besides that and stemming from it, what are some things you consistently have to think about when you're walking around in these different countries? Um, part of it's like... Can I hold my partner's hand? Um, I tend to be really weary of like, um, and I don't know if this is country specific, but people talk about like pickpockets. Um, so like where I have my money stationed on my person. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was really worried in Thailand about mosquitoes and like other insects that might bite me because I am a hotbed for like mosquitoes, like. I don't know, whatever kind of blood they're seeking, I have. <laughs> so <laughs> I, it's not uncommon for me to come up, like, bit up like I have, like, goosebumps. Uh-huh. Um, so I thought, of, like, I'm like, okay, well, how bad is it there? And is, like, my regular bug spray going to work? Or they're like, well, no, you need this extra stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. Because some of that stuff reacts to your body. For me, it reacts to my body. Like, I remember I tried this, like, one little bracelet thingy that was supposed to keep bug uh, mosquitoes away. I felt so sick after just having it on my skin. Mm. Because there's, like, there's a level of it that goes, I guess it goes into you. And I was like, ooh, Lord, I cannot do this. And I had to abandon that real quick because it was like, I had a weird taste in my mouth. I was like, I didn't lick the bracelet. But there was something, some chemicals Uh, in the bracelet. Yeah, if you're tasting your mouth, for sure, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, not doing that. Um, Let's see. I think about how safe the areas that I'm staying in are. Like if it's, um, and when we went to Thailand, because that's the, the most recent and the largest trip that we've gone to, um, we chose a hotel in both Bangkok and Phuket because we didn't speak the language and it's not easy to translate. Um, and we knew that people at the hotel, because we looked at the website, um, were going to be able to speak English. Um, and it was a cheap country anyway, so we were able to, not cheap country, that sounds terrible, but it was inexpensive to get there and move around and to like buy food and like goods and stuff. Um, so we could like do like an uptick, like an upgrade on where we stayed instead of having like a hotel room for a week, like we had a suite because uh-huh. it was cheaper. Or like when we went to Phuket, we had a poolside room where you like you walk out your door and you're at your bench thingies and it's like closed off and then you walk into the pool from there rather than going all the way around because it was less expensive because mm-hmm. that's the, the way that their economy set up our dollar went way farther there so those are some of the things that i think about like oh what are some of the things that we could do like locally like i don't want to go to the temple that everybody else went to uh. like what is something that is slightly off the beaten path or like what are the recommendations from the people who work at the hotel mm-hmm. so um 
but yeah, a lot of it is around safety and like the environment and do I, do I feel safe? Do I feel like I know minimally like what's going on around me rather than being lost? So, um, but yeah, a lot of it is around like the comfort of being with like partner and wife and I'm like, oh, can we hold hands? Can I like, like, you know, move her like via the small of her back or something? Mm-hmm. Um, and will that get any odd looks? And low key, I also look for like, um, because we've chosen places that are relatively friendly to gay folks. I'm looking for like the gay neighborhood, which I don't know. I don't even do that in San Francisco. Like I obviously know where it is and the Castro and whatnot. Um, but I'm looking for like the gay neighborhood. Cause I was like, we gonna have a drink at this gay place in Bangkok and Phuket, which we totally mm-hmm. did. <laughs> um, different culture there. Cause they use some language that I'm not used to like girly boys. And yeah. So it's just, or like, I think one that said like tranny, but that was like the allure of the bar. And I was like, oh, this is unusual for me. So like, let me get out of my own comfort zone of being like, you know, shocked and offended that they would use that language. But that was part of the culture there. Yeah. And then when you go in, they're like, hey, girl, you know, like snapping heads and being like, okay. Um, so <laughs> that felt like a little piece of home. Yeah. Like even another country, there was a similarity that I saw and I found. So that was totally. cool. Cool. I also look for the black people when we're traveling. Oh my gosh, like I a- play the numbers game. <laughs> Let me count how many niggas are mm-hmm. up in this country. Oh, I'm like, where, like, if I see a black person walking, like, it's, it's an automatic head nod. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh huh, I see you. Mm-hmm. Like, I see you. If some shit goes down, if you start running, I'm going too. Mm-hmm. So, with a universal sign for let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, I definitely only travel. I'm a city person, first and foremost. I, not only because it's just such an easy choice when you travel to a country, but I generally love the nature and the social construction of cities. Yeah. Like, it's just so fascinating to me, and it's such a beautiful landscape. And occasionally, like, if um, the city is known for having, like, something out, like, in the suburbs or in the country that I should travel to, I'll do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but things that I think consistently think of when I travel, um, definitely, um, for some reason, my gay identity is more important to me, and um, I look for that more when I travel versus my black identity. Um, okay. Like, and I think we've had conversations of our identities kind of turning on and off, or maybe in mm-hmm. certain situations, one just becomes more prominent. And yeah. for me, it's very important to travel to gay spaces, but I also travel to gay spaces because I also have a fascination with how gay life is constructed in a city in that country. Okay. Um, There's just so many things that you'll find. I mean, even the U.S., it's fascinating to jump from city to city and note the differences. Um, Kind of sidebar a little bit. One of my favorite TV shows, um, I hope it didn't get canceled, but (laughs) they only had two seasons, but it's called Gaycation, um, and it's on this network called Viceland. Um, It's an independent network. You can only really get it through subscription. And Gaycation, it's hosted by Ellen Page, who you know recently came. Well, it hasn't been recently; it's been years now Ellen since Page. she's come out. Juno from Juno. Oh yeah, because yeah. she just and recently got married, things. though. Uh, yeah, or, mm-hmm. I remember the engagement. I don't remember the marriage, um, but yeah, and um, her best friend Ian Daniel, um, who's like a producer, photographer, kind of guy, and they go to cities around the world, and. Um, 
talk about gay culture in that city. And what I respect is two things. They don't just talk about nightlife, because I think people... Yeah, that, that's synonymous. It's, it's like, gay, well, what about the nightlife? Like, that's there's so many other layers to it. Um, they focus on everything, on, like, coming out culture, pride. Um, they cover, in every one-hour episode, they cover, like, all the letters. Oh. And, like, with ample information. It wasn't, like, a, just you, a flyover, like, no. oh, and here's the I. And here's the tea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And sometimes I'll do history. And it's such, I definitely recommend a gaycation if you're really into um, gay culture in other cities. But anyways, gay identity is important. Um, I like to couch surf. Um, I Really? Yeah. I've done it plenty of times. I even, I'm I've, frightened at the thought. I've even hosted <laughs> people in San Francisco. And yeah, I mean, I recognize my privilege in being able to engage in that when I travel because... Mm-hmm. There's plenty of women in the couchsurfing community, um, but they have to think about way many more things than I have to think about yeah. or worry about, I should say. Um, and I also travel by myself. so um, Privilege what, in and of itself. Right. So I love traveling by myself. Do it if you haven't. And there's extra preparation you have to do when you travel by yourself. But what I love about couchsurfing is um, I only couch... Well, it's... Sometimes I try to find a gay couch surfer, but that's mm-hmm. sometimes hard. I'm open. Um, but they educate me on so many other things about the city um, because okay. I get to see things through their eyes as a local, mm. as someone who's grown up there. And I love having random conversations with people, right? So that, that helps in trying to navigate. My, if I do get a gay ca- couch, surf, couch surfer host, that kind of helps me navigate the city mm-hmm. and safe spaces. Um, we talked about the numbers game with black people. Yeah, have um, to. Pickpocketing. I am super, super right? <laughs> hyper aware of that. And I actually think I got pickpocketed when I didn't know. Like, quick story. I was, um, you know, just admiring the Notre Dame. And this woman came up to me. And she had, like, someone right next to her um, trying to get me to sign some sort of petition. And I had a tote bag. And I had an envelope with my uh, euros in it. Mm-hmm. And I, she, this person, like, was so persistent. I'm walking away, still chasing after me. And I, I remember, like, two hours later, I was like, I could have sworn I had, let's just, I'm giving a random number, 100 euros, um, 100 euros. Like, why do I only have 60? Um, like, I kept on tracing back my expenses. And I'm like, I know in that scene when I wasn't looking, they went into my tote bag and saw that cash at the top and took it. Like really? somehow, I think it was so sneaky. Like to this day, I'm like, how did I just all of a sudden lose 50 or 40 euros? Like I, and that scene stood out to me. It was like, they must have like, yeah, you would have a partner to like do the Yeah, like the I'm going to distract you. While you distract me. Pixie dust. Da-da-da. Yeah. So, and, and they're then, speaking in French and everything, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I can understand French to a certain extent. But, yeah, that pickpocketing is real. I wear my wallet in my front pocket all the yeah. time. Actually, I don't really bring my wallet. I just bring because I don't need to have ID when I go anywhere. So I'm not going to bring my passport everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. get that loss. Um, but I'll just bring my cash, one card, and that way I don't have anything protruding out of my pants, I'm making it look easy to grab. Um, and, uh, not having a data plan forces me to keep myself off of my phone. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I'm super aware of my surroundings. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you don't take an ID with you. 
I'm hyper vigilant on an ID if I go like here, like if I go running in my neighborhood, I'm mm-hmm. like, let me put my ID in there and my Kaiser card in case some shit goes down. Yeah. I, for some reason, my I guess my mom always taught me like, everywhere you go, you take your ID. I get and you that. Wear pre- like clean underwear for yeah. like a domestic <laughs> from like a domestic perspective, and you know maybe yes, I should think about that internationally too. Like let's say I get captured or I'm found dead somewhere, I want someone to identify the body. Yeah, but also I mean like, not that I want anybody. I'm all yeah, like, dead. There are two things that you learn never to carry around with you if you don't need to, which is your social security card and your passport. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I guess my driver's license, but. And I guess I could easily lose that if I, it's not the end of the world if I lose my driver's license, but maybe I'll reconsider that. I just Well, because it connects you to the United States, which I don't know if we want to be connected to it right now, but that's neither here nor there. But like, if you're on that STEP program thing, if there's something that needs to identify you with that, you've got something that has your name on it. Yeah. Maybe there's another form of ID that's free or free or not really expensive that I can... Yeah. Or you can even just uh, make an investment into like a state ID. So you don't have your driver's license, mm-hmm. but you just have a state ID. So, yeah, which is pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, and just one more quick thing about like uh, like my uh, identity or like what I think about all the time is um, I do considerable considerable research on I, like I'm a party boy, so I'm gonna check out the nightclubs too. <laughs> um, but I I still do considerable research on just kind of the like the nature of their gay areas. Like there's so many other places that are, are more, even more liberal than San Francisco. Like, oh, San yeah. Francisco like is definitely the epitome of gay culture in the U.S. and New York, of course, um, right side by side with that. But I want to know. You know, from I think about how I dress too, and mm-hmm. I don't want to go to. Luckily, I've been to only places where it's like the gay mecca, like the gay mecca, yeah. like Paris, and it, like there's no problem being gay. But I know in the future, when I travel so, to some other cities, I have to be concerned about how I dress and mm-hmm. how I ex, um, am perceived by the community. Yeah, um, definitely if I go to Africa. Yeah, definitely when I go to some countries in Asia. So, mm-hmm. um. No experience in any worry just yet. I've definitely chosen the places that are on the map for gay communities. Yeah. So, um, also, I love traveling and being adored for my black skin. Oh, my gosh. Like, I I know it's exoticism and fetishism, and I think we have that in the U.S. too, like, I mean, when you see that one white boy in a sea of black men, you know they're there. <laughs> oh, like geez. in New York, that happens a lot when you go to the black spaces. But there's something about being in those countries. And I think, yes, it's exoticism, but I think it's a little bit more genuine than when um, with, um, like, they see me as beautiful. It's not okay. just a fetish. That's what okay. I believe and. I know black women and black men alike, they may have their own opinions. But, you know, I'm also at a time where I'm just so jaded by being appreciated by non-black people and being loved Mm -hmm. and pursued by them. I mean, even there's even racism within the black community. I can't get even love from other black people because they're chasing white niggas all the time. So, but when I'm in Europe, I feel like it's genuine. I feel... Um, I love having my sexcapades and my romances over there. <laughs> Sounds Serena's fun. Um, Italian men especially love black people. Like, 
I went to Paris and London, and the only people I really interacted with were Italians, which is really funny. Right. But um, I am hyper aware of how people look at me. Yeah. Um, I've, oh, ditto. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was in Thailand, so it was not a huge black population there. Um, and I did, for some reason, people were yelling Obama at me. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> so quite confused. Uh, I would just smile and wave. They didn't though. call you Beyonce. I heard women get that yeah. a lot in other countries. Oh, Beyonce, not you're exactly. Beyonce. I get I get the looks and whatnot. Um, yeah. which I'm not. It's not a surprise. I am masculine presenting. Um, I also have a big butt, so there's that. Um, but yeah, in Thailand, to kind of stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fine. I didn't. I don't didn't receive anybody treating me like differently. Um, so. Um, at least not to my face. So in that sense, I was like, okay, like we're cool. Um, but you do see some of the stark differences, like especially when we were in Seoul. I was like, oh my gosh, like everyone is, and they're a culture that works seemingly works hard to like really whiten up, like literally whiten, like mm-hmm. uh, like with skin products, and it's all through the their big ass airport, um, like skin whiteners, bleach, bleach, Damn. and like. You can, you're looking at people and like their neck is one color and their face is like white, like white. Um, <laughs> well, really, like that's a really important thing yeah. in, the, in their culture. And so like it's everywhere. If you see commercials on TV, billboards, it's like a white skin on like and the neck is kind of like an olive tone. I mean, it, may, it might be a little bit more blended than that, but like or you would see people with like the the outline of their like where their makeup was or where oh, they're trying wow. to bleach i was really surprised at how much i saw that because i was like y'all don't I'm, i don't wear makeup but you can't blend this shit i'm sure you can Dang. um sounds like an episode from the twilight zone yeah it was really odd because i'd be like they didn't walk out nobody told them when they walked out <laughs> the house that this this doesn't match yeah so but yeah but it was it, it didn't feel like the, like this infiltration of like European European culture and this is what is beautiful so then I was like oh let me examine this a little bit further which you know was made for good conversation as we're like having dinner or drinks or something Mm -hmm. but yeah you know I had a very different experience abroad pre-45 and post-45 and what was interesting is that because of the nature of how I like to travel by myself people were really curious because I like to talk to strangers like when I'm at a bar sitting by myself or lunch whatever like and people people just love talking to me um because I'm not from there Mm -hmm. but people were really curious about my opinions about the U.S. Mm -hmm. and I met some people who were like fuck the U.S. I don't know why they think we need to go there um like I'm fine just like I just loved the amount of pride um, that people had for their own countries because their countries are treating them very well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, our, I mean, I I knew some things, but I was enlightened a little bit. I think the U.S. has this very false... Um, of course, I'm saying U.S. in the general sense. The U.S. has this false uh, idea that like everyone's trying to flock to our country. And this is even yeah. before 45. Mm. Not the case. Like, Yes, we are a land of opportunity for a lot of the world, but... To think that, like, to this stupid idea of everything revolves around us is just very dumb. And so yeah. I got into some really cool debates, political debates with some people. Mm-hmm. But I definitely felt, like, I just felt different walking through the, those countries post-45. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we're running a little long, but yeah. have you ever thought about taking a cruise? 
No. Oh, well, yes. Very recently, because there are... Like a gay cruise. A gay cruise. Of course. <laughs> There's this one Surprise. called Atlantis. Oh, that I've are, heard of it. Me and my me. friends, we're, you know, someday <laughs> we'll go to. Um, but, ooh, just a cruise with beautiful gay men. But anyways. I didn't do one of those. <laughs> me and a bunch of gay men. Um, no, but before I got married, we went on a cruise to the um, Western Caribbean. It was a lot of fun. We were, I think, seven, eight days, seven nights. Oh Which can seem like a long time, but we stopped at four different places. Yeah. Um, Turks and Caicos, uh, St. Thomas, St. Martin, and Virgin Islands, I think. Um, and how long could you stay in each We were month? there for a good like eight to ten hours. Oh, that's a long time. Okay. Yeah, so it's not like you're off for two hours and you can go do something. Like One of them we went, I think it was in St. Thomas, we went off on a catamaran. Um, so we were gone literally all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really like the way that that cruises are set up. Number one, we were not bored any night. We had something to do every single night because there's like comedy shows. There's like a dance club. We saw um, a musical. We saw a play. We went to a movie. Um, They have dive-in movies. So like they set up chairs and you have popcorn and cookies and like milk or water or whatever. You're watching a movie outside over the pool. You need to be in the pool or like on the chairs around. Um, I worked out while I was there. We got a massage. There's so much all on a, inclusive, um, except we didn't do alcohol because we are not heavy drinkers, so it didn't seem to make sense. Mm-hmm. But everything else was. Um, you could do like the hoity-toity like steakhouse, but I was like, we don't eat steak, so what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everything was included on there, and we had pre-planned like the excursions that you can book. We used a travel agent for that, which I I need to explore some more because yeah. it was we used it and it was great because um, that also like. She let us know, like, if you pay this much more, we could upgrade. And I surprised um, wife with, we were at first in a room with, like, a little round window, which felt like it was going to be suffocating, so I was nervous. Um, and so, like, for her birthday that year, I upgraded us to, like, a balcony suite, which, when I tell you, like, there is no other way to do it, um, unless you have a ginormous suite. But I was like, it was two of us, it's fine. Every bathroom in that bad boy was small. But, like, because everything's included, like, if you, like order your breakfast. I mean, we went on princess cruises, which is a gay friendly. It's not gay, but it's gay friendly because that was important to us. Um, and we met a number of other gay people on there. Like there was like a few gay meetups that was announced in there. Like they called theirs the princess patter. It was like the daily newspaper. They slip under your door in the morning. Hmm. Um, and it had like the meetup here that like here at this time, look for this. Um, and there was like a gay cruise director for us to like chill and talk with or whatever and ask about what to do on the the islands that we were on but it was fun but with the balcony we if you order your breakfast um it's included so you don't it's not like you have to pay more for it you're supposed to tip obviously because they're doing these things as part of their role like when they do turn down service and they actually shape your towel into like a bird or like an (laughs) elephant that's a real thing um but in the mornings they like they will come and put your breakfast out on the balcony you can have balcony breakfast oh, wow. on the balcony That's like so cute. as you're like traversing down like the pacific ocean or whatever sea it was amazing and there's like a constant stream of food like constant like none of it closes um it, there was even a small casino on there and like an art gallery it amazes what they found for the fucking boats oh my gosh like a when I tell fucking you, like planet earth yeah. <laughs> like everything is on both there was a basketball court on there there was a Dang. track there i think there was like 
a six hole golf course. I was like, what the what? I'm like, I it yeah. also like fucks with my mind in terms of the conception of space. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. You know what I mean? You can't even find all of that on a the, the largest university campus. You know? No, they like, certainly maximize the space, and um, it was fun because we got to know the person who was like cleaning our room. Obviously, that's his job to get to know, like to get a bigger tip. But I was like. He earned it, like that turn down service when they come, like in the late afternoon, and like turn down your bed and put the chocolates on there and reshape the thing into a giraffe, like that's real. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like, it felt like organized chaos the way that everything ran so smoothly, like there was no blips and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend it. Uh, yeah, yeah, one day. And would you say that it's more? Uh, like the price comparison between flying to another country, spending like a week there versus spending a week on a cruise, is it comparable, or do you kind of save more money when you do a cruise? Um, we, and I think we ended up saving money because everything was there. Where we spent money was on the excursions, which wasn't a terrible amount more. Mm-hmm. Um, because we were, I think part of it was because we were working through a travel agent, so she had access to like different deals. Um, but because everything's included, we're not we're not trying to build in like how much is this going to cost, like your dollar you're not you're not paying for anything on the cruise so and it's all you care to eat um so mm. when i say it's a constant stream of food it's like a constant stream of food or mm. coffee if you drink coffee like desserts mm. uh, yeah it was a lot there was a mm. lot of food um yeah. and you could have it any hour of the day or night but it was also cool to be on there and even to be able to walk around knowing that this big machine is moving um and you don't feel it. <laughs> right. That was the crazy part, like not feeling it. Or yeah. like one day, I think we were leaving Turks and Caicos and we were kind of in the shaded area on the boat and like, it was like the most beautiful sunset. Like, and it's just there. And we can see it off our balcony if we want, we're in our room, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's an experience. Um, uh, and we went kind of balls to the wall and did like, like if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do a whole week and da da da. Yeah. Um, we went, you know, in and out of Fort Lauderdale. You know, we ended up staying, leaving, getting there a day early and leaving a day early. So then, like, then in Fort Lauderdale, we had time. I was like, what are we going to do? Eat dinner. And I was like, we should just go to the airport, get a really cheap rental car, and, like, drive down to South Beach. So we did that um, for maybe, like, four or five hours and, like, like stepped into the Atlantic Ocean and had dinner down there, went to a little club or whatever. So... We try to make more of the experience while we're there, like mm-hmm. anywhere that we go. Uh, but yeah, cruising was fun. I would totally do it again. Yeah, Ugh. on my bucket list. Yeah. So um, we would love to hear from you. There's just endless, endless tips and tricks and ideas for traveling, um, especially if you're a person of color, if you're a woman, really anything. I think we want to travel smart, safely, and yeah. also still have fun. So um, write us back. Um, share on our social media accounts any ideas that you have um, and we'd like to talk with you so we're gonna take a long much needed break questions this week because we're running long and we won't want to get to the good stuff but um you know we'll leave information on how to connect with us at the end of the episode so this is uh 
I, I bitch ass boss. Right, and I boss ass the bitch. Of the segment. Yes, bitch and boss of the week. Uh-huh. Shamina, go ahead. So I have one bitch, three bosses. So my bitch um, goes out to Bank of America, the actual bank. Um, there was an article that recently came out that I saw, I and mean, I want to say it came out this morning from the Wall Street Journal. It's also in a number of other places. Um, that the title of the article is Bank of America, No More Free Checking for Customers with Low Balances. So, <laughs> so I don't know about um, So this is for e-banking customers. Um, so the program for e-banking with free checking, it was introduced in 2010. So I'm just going to briefly give a, a skim of the article. And they're basically going to instill a $12 monthly fee for unless a customer has a direct deposit of $250. So it's going to potentially hit less people than we think, but it's still going to impact the most vulnerable of us who have a bank account Um, or the $250 or more direct deposit or a minimum daily balance of $1,500. And so I think it's another example of uh, big banks, which is why I don't bank with a big bank, Excuse me anymore because I used to have Chase and they fucked that up. So um, another way that banks are, big banks are choosing to be greedy and impact the most vulnerable. Um, and really it's it's for more money. Um, the article clearly states that they still get plenty of revenue with overdraft fees and other fees from other customers. So I don't, it doesn't sound like it's like a, we need to do this, but it's just a, um, the current regime of this country, because I'm I'm sure either 45 is in the pocket of these people or trying to get something out of the pocket that's allowing this kind of stuff to go on. Um, uh, this these small like insidious things that we think are like oh there's just benign it's only going to impact these people or this group of people until it starts to impact us. So um, I so um, bitch and fuck you to Bank of America. Um, that's my bank, by the way. And yeah. I think, honestly, even like it's just the um, the form, uh, formality. Yeah. I just, I, this is a really going to kick me over the edge to yeah. just go through a credit union. Yeah. You know? Well, it's a, it's a nickel and diming of people who are trusting a banking institution to get their shit in order. Um, Chase and Wells Fargo messed that up quite some time ago, especially Wells Fargo, very recently with the Dakota Pipeline Access whatnot. Um, but I have been with a, a credit union for a while and I've had a credit union, like two or three different credit unions over the years. And I just used to primarily use them for savings, but I'm realizing how, um, normal and good I feel while ha- with having a credit union and not being exposed to all these unnecessary fees and all this other like big bank shit of like, all of a sudden, like there's a fee on this. And I'm like, I didn't know there was a fee. It was in the tiny fine print. So I, um, shout out to SFI credit union, um, for, uh, doing small things like the people in the branch are really nice and personable and it's like the same people. So like, I know which window to go to when I need something a little bit complicated or the fact that if I use an ATM, like I get reimbursed for that fee. So when I was in Hawaii, there was an ATM that I was at, it was like 450 was the fee. I got reimbursed for that the next day. That's awesome. Um, just as a part of like what they do. And they tend to have better um, rates on car loans or house loans or different types of accounts and CDs and money market accounts and whatnot. So shout out to credit unions. Um, big banks can be the devil. 
Um, so hopefully folks are listening to this. If you haven't word, checked it out, um, check it out. We'll leave the, the article in the show notes um, for the Wall Street Journal, which I don't read all the time, but I was like, wait a minute, Bank of, why is everybody hating on Bank of America? Yeah, there's a petition going on right now. Yeah, the last I saw it had like 45,000 or so um, signatures. So we'll see what that does. Um, so on to my bosses. The first one, in no particular order, is Niecy Nash. Um, she recently uh, presented an award at the Screen Actors Guild along with Olivia Mum. I don't know who she is. Um, I believe she is an, um, an Asian actress. Um, and they were doing it for, I think, the best uh, uh, actor. Uh, yeah, the SAG Award for the best actor in a drama or something. And Sterling K. Brown was nominated. So before they got, and if you look online, I'll make sure that we include the link on there. If you look online, it's like maybe a 20, 30 second clip of her up there with Olivia Mum. And they were like, and here, you know, they announced the nominees and here's the, they're about to say the winner. And then E.T. Nash is like, wait, 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 wait. If it's Sterling K. Brown, can I announce it? And then the Olivia Mum person was like, um, sure, but why? Or something to those effects. She's like, because he's black. Um, it was probably really controversial in the moment. Um, but then you can see him on the camera and give her the, like the fist of like, I see you sis. Thank you. Um, and then he actually is the nom. He wins for, um, the, I think he's the first black man, which continues. We're still doing. Yes. We are still in a whole host of firsts. <laughs> I can't um, believe it. Even after the series of yeah, firsts that we got yeah. in the other award shows. Yes. This is still a first. Um, so shout out for these Tanisha Nash uh, for keeping it real for the culture because we were all probably thinking it like if the other girl had said his name we'd have been like Nisi Nash should have been able to say his name that and I love Nisi Nash and she had on a great green dress and was as usual working the outfit like from top to bottom from hair to feet like shout out to Nisi Nash so um, let's see shout out to um, I didn't see the full episode of Grey's Anatomy but I know that they just um, introduced a trans character who is identifies as trans on the show and then when you read this Hollywood Reporter article um, the actor that plays uh, the character is Alex Blue Davis who is actually trans in real life a trans man um, i.e. a man um, in real life and so I love Shonda for ugh, I hate saying take the risk but ugh, whatever for putting an actor in there that actually uh, personifies who the character that they play is. So putting a trans-identified actor in a trans role on um, a, like the best night on TV in terms of uh, networks. So um, shout out to Shonda Rhimes for being smart and listening and um, using her flat, plat, platform, excuse me, to amplify the voices of the marginalized folks who don't often get an opportunity to play roles and characters that look like them, sound like them, feel like them, are the epitome of who they are. So um, continue to shout out Shonda Rhimes. Um, and then my final uh, boss goes to, so there's a, a bit of controversy going around with Monique, who is- Oh yeah, I heard about um, this. She is a comedian. She also does some acting, but she is a comedian, I think, at, as she would say, at her, her profession. And essentially, she was offered $500,000 by Netflix to do a comedy special when Amy Schumer, who I find not funny at all, um, got, I think, 
11 million initially offered and then her team negotiated to get her to 13 million. Yes. Um, Dave Chappelle and uh, Kevin Hart both got 20 million. And then it comes, it's come out that Wanda Sykes was like, I was offered less than half, half of the 500,000. And I find, but uh, Kevin Hart is mm, whatever. Um, but I find of those people, I find Wanda Sykes the funniest. Cause I've also seen her live a few times. I've seen her live and high, but she was high, not me. Um, but, uh, I don't have a ton to say on the Monique thing. Um, but I do think it's important to highlight the fact that when she's calling for a boycott of Netflix, I'm not doing that. No. Um, but I can, I can hear where she's coming from. And just because I'm not going to boycott Netflix doesn't mean I can't hear her voice. Um, and then Jada Pinkett Smith uh, tweeted something earlier today. Um, and I was like, oh, this makes so much sense because it doesn't say that we are going to blindly just believe and boycott because somebody says to boycott something. She says, you don't have to like Monique's approach. You don't have to agree with her boycott, but don't allow all of that to make you blind to the fact that non-white women and impoverished white women are underpaid, underrepresented, and undervalued everywhere by everyone. As a community, we should be supporting the light she is shining on this truth. Um, and I just really appreciated that, like, that you can be, like, you cannot support a specific action that somebody's calling for, but you can, you can also support what they're saying because it's true and it makes sense. Um, and the Monique thing was just the example, and I saw that tweet and I was like, that makes a lot of sense because I'm not, I'm still gonna watch Netflix. Let's just be honest, I'm gonna watch Netflix. It's not even my account, so whatever. Um, so I'm not actually paying for it out of pocket, but I can appreciate that, um, folks are like starting to question and, and, and notice like big things around marginalized women who are undervalued and underpaid hashtag believe black women hashtag trust black women. So, and I'm done. Yeah. I really agree with the, uh, what Monique's statement, not the approach. I loved what she said. It's like, I have to make this public and I have to deny this because yeah. what's this going to do for the next Tiffany Haddishes or yeah. the next Issa Rae's? They're going to say, well, this Oscar-nominated yeah. comedian um, took 500000 so... Yeah, I'm <laughs> just going to give you pennies on the dollar. Right. And the it's fact so that, true. According to her, they called her like a legend. And I was like, oh, so you give legends pennies? Oh, this is according well, to her. I didn't... Well, I'm she not called herself the most decorated comedian. I was like, yeah. what? I didn't... <laughs> what does that mean? I just... I just bypassed that particular like, statement. Okay, but everything uh, else I agree with. <laughs> yeah, so um, but there's the point where those things have to be brought to the light. Mm -hmm. so. um, well, I'm going to start with, uh, uh, I sorry, I added one more to my list when you talk about Grey's <laughs> Anatomy, um, which I, I love that, um, also specifically about that trans actor, it's a trans man, mm -hmm. which are even more underrepresented yeah. within the trans community. I just have to put that out there. And there are more trans folks out there than Janet Mock and Laverne Cox. Thank you. Love them both. Shout out to them. Love to have you on the show. But there are more trans-identified folks in entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, so, in all this hullabaloo about um, uh, under, you know, the inequity in pay, um, Meredith Gray, her real name is mm. Ellen Pompeo, yes, um, yes. did this beautiful interview with um, Hollywood Reporter, and um, she's very private, as we know. We don't really see her in the headlines. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ever since after season, the first three seasons, we don't really... Uh, pay attention to Ellen Pompeo. True. She got all the awards at the beginning. 
Um, so she apparently is now, now that she's been public with her money, the, the highest paying um, actor on television. Paid? Paid. Okay, you said paying. I was oh, like, sorry, paid. Oh, this is reverse. Um, like, out of all men and women, she gets $20 million a year. Wow. From... AB, well, really Disney, because Disney, um, so, you know, uh, manages ABC. And what I loved about the article, we'll put the link in, is I think when we talk about this issue, I don't, like, yes, the onus is on the employer or whoever in giving out these, you know, deals and making things equal, but I don't really hear enough conversation publicly in the media about women um, engaging more in the negotiation <laughs> process and feeling... Um, more confident and valued for what they're worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Ellen Pompeo talks a lot about that. She talks about how she she's like, you know what? I love being on this show, but I don't love acting. I mean, I love acting, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. So she talks about how you know she had conversations with Shonda, and she's like, I want this show to um, be mine as much as yours. So she talks about... Um, learning, you know, being under Shonda's wing and learning different business ventures. And now she has stocks in, you know, ABC and Disney and she has producing credits and all these decisions that she made about investments and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, And now she has her own production company. So she talks about how, like, you know, these um, young women, you know, acting in Hollywood, they're getting all these deals at 22, 23, 25. Um, but by the time they're 32, they're, they're just dust to Hollywood and they have also no income or money to, to show their worth because they didn't make those smart decisions. She says, I can be, um, yeah, I might have gotten, anyone can be famous or a good actress in seasons one and two, but try being good for 14 years. Now that's, that's a worth. So she gave like a lot of schooling lessons. She definitely read some people in Mm -hmm. Hollywood, but, um, I've learned that minorities and sorry, people of color and women, um, what contributes to being underpaid is we also don't get the education on knowing how to negotiate and feeling okay and confident and asking for more than um, what our peers. Ooh, that's such a hard one. Be- I'm trying to be sensitive with yeah. it. There's, I, a, there's but, a lot of dynamics with that too because even right. when you do ask and you get the like, show me yes, 57 it, receipts. It goes back and forth. Yes, I'm not saying end all. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a relationship, and that's why, I, if you notice, I reframe towards the end. Uh, we don't receive that education yeah. instead of me putting the onus on the woman or the person of color. Yeah. Like, sometimes you don't even know how to seek it, yeah. right? But I think it's on both sides because then the, you can counter that. Like, how the employer responds in a way mm-hmm. where you're you're now put in more in the sunken place. Yeah, you know? right? I was talking about the sunken place earlier. Tracy Ellis Ross did something recently about, like, negotiating on Blackish. Because it came out that she was making, I think, $20,000 less per episode than Anthony yes. Anderson. Yeah, that was in the early season. I remember that. Yeah, so. So I just wanted to um, give a boss to um, Ellen Pompeo. I think it's important to speak out about it. Um, shout out to Mary J. Blige. She just got, um, the Oscar nominations came out today. It's hey. Tuesday. Um, and she got nominated her first Oscar for Mudbound. So very happy about that. Um, I want to also give a boss to Serena Williams' baby for uh, being the first, the so youngest <laughs> person to be on the cover of Vogue. She's so cute. <laughs> so adorable. Um, I also want to give a boss to Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper. Mm. Um, yes. I I don't even have words. I've, I haven't had words for how it felt about this country and the government for the past 12 months. 
But when I read the transcript of what 45 said, not only about Africa, but then specifically calling out my family's country, Haiti, that really cut deep. I just want to take a moment to talk about Haiti, one of the places the President of the United States referred to today as a shithole country. I was taught math in high school by a Haitian immigrant named Yves Vallel, who worked hard, who dedicated himself to teaching kids in America. He ultimately returned to his country of Haiti and was assassinated while running for president. I spent a lot of time in Haiti. I first went there in the early 1990s as a young reporter. In 2010, my team from CNN was the first international team of journalists on the ground after the earthquake struck. I spent more than a month there and have returned many times on assignment and on vacation. Like all countries, Haiti is a collection of people. It's rich and poor, well-educated and not good and bad. But I've never met a Haitian who isn't strong. You have to be to survive in a place where the government has often abandoned its people, where opportunities are few and where Mother Nature has punished the people far more than anyone should ever be punished. But let me be clear tonight. The people of Haiti have been through more. They've been through more. They've withstood more. They fought back against more injustice than our president ever has. Tomorrow marks exactly eight years since the earthquake struck Haiti. A 7.1 magnitude earthquake killed anywhere between 220,000 and 300,000 people. Yeah. It really, really cut deep. Um, and I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on the beautiful um, speech that was given by Don Lemon. And anyone can say a speech, but I just appreciate at the end of the two minutes. He, he, he gave a simple call to action and he taught people what to do. He gave something very specific and simple about how these ignorant people can educate themselves about mm -hmm. um, about why what 45 is saying is wrong. Um, and then Anderson Cooper said something very beautiful that touched my soul about Haiti. Um, and, you know, he was one of the first reporters on the ground representing CNN, mm -hmm. documenting the terrible earthquake. Um, and... What was even more ironic was that that those words that forty five said um, was the eight, was around the eight year anniversary of the earthquake, mm -hmm. and you know that affected my family. I saw family there, you know, and um, oh my gosh, I just oh I I'm now like not just sad but very angry, and um, I appreciate people using their platform to show people what's right, especially. Yeah someone who's white like Anderson Cooper. Like, mm -hmm. I'm getting tired of black people being the only person sending these messages and doing the fight. Yeah. Who would have thought Don Lemon, who yeah. is barely invited to the cookout, and then uh, Anderson Cooper. I would probably have expected more of Anderson Cooper, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, just having heard him talk and, you know, be a voice of reason when, like, where is the voice of reason given the current um, regime? Because I won't call it administration. But yeah. yeah. Shout out to both of them. I remember you sent me that and I was like, damn. Yeah. So, all right. I should have ended with a boss, not yeah. the bitches. <laughs> but, I was like, is there a boss that we could Well, actually, with? it was a boss. It was Don Lemon and yeah. Anderson, but right. I had to yeah. put in 45. The devil was trying it. to get busy. Right. But yes. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that ends our episode for the week. Oh, my God. We totally forgot, because I don't think we recorded this. Did we talk about Oprah and her speech? Oh, I don't that, know. That I thought we always, did. I don't know if we did or not, because I know I did a little bit of a rant on my Facebook. But um, I 
I don't know, but we can always end with Oprah. <laughs> sure. Um, and no, oh we're not going to do Oprah 2020 because y'all ain't going to know what to do with her. <laughs> so leave her alone. Leave my auntie alone. Leave Auntie Michelle uh, alone. It ain't going to be no Winfrey uh, Obama ticket or Obama please, Winfrey. Y'all, no. don't, y'all don't listen to black women now. So like, right now. as a black woman who gets not listened to, leave them alone. And I just, I, of course, if I was given two people to vote for, duh, duh, Oprah, but also like, she doesn't need to. And she is, has so much influence just where she's, she's at now. Yeah. Also, I'm, I don't want this to start the trend. We've already seen it three times already in our history of celebrities running for president. I need politics. And I, I've met some people who don't agree with this, but I need people with experience. Yeah. And some sort of political framework to run yeah. for office. Like, I like people are also forgetting that this is the person who's going to lead lead the um the our army yeah. <laughs> at war. Yeah. I don't trust this forty five to <laughs> like come on now. Well, like, my only caveat with that is that we can't all of a sudden like if if indeed Oprah is on somebody's ticket or whatever. Now is not the time, or that point is not the time to bring up like, oh, we need experience. We let, you know, you're fired, bitch, on this bad boy. We. That ain't my, that's not my president. I will say that from here until the end of time, which is why I don't say his name. But the 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 time coming up is not to be like, well, we need all, all of a sudden we need somebody and we can't be open. I was like, she's the best bet you got. Black women have been coming through with strong numbers for eternity, and especially the last number of years with getting people in or out of office, this this last one was an ab- uh, abomination. <laughs> <laughs> this last presidential election was an abomination, and, and y'all already know who didn't come through for that. I'm not going to call y'all out because you know who you are. But, yeah, so I just want to be like, yeah. don't all of a sudden try to have this expectation. No, it's just, you know, but I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, yeah it's just... Yeah. But she stays She's, boss. But that speech yeah. at the Golden Globes. She stays boss. Oh my gosh. So, Gave yeah. us a history lesson and yeah, everything. Right? Schooled all of us. I didn't even know that thing about Rose Parks. Right? I'm standing here clapping. I'm like, wait, well, I'm at home. Nobody's seeing me. Right. But. And then she just walks off that stage yeah. like it was like nothing. <laughs> like yeah. it was just like so simple, you yeah. know. But um, yes, Oprah. Uh, I would take Michelle first before Oprah. Yes. You know, anyways. So that ends our episode. Um, please uh, uh, stay in touch with us on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. And um, please send us your questions, anything that's on your mind. Uh, you know, give us feedback. We need ratings. We need more ratings. Um, you can email us at headbosspodcast at gmail.com. All right, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Peace. I'm the biggest boss that you've seen thus far. I'm the biggest boss that you've seen thus far.